NFL draft is tonight. Arguably, you could take Zach Wilson over Trevor. I'm going to call it now, Bulldog. <laughs> Let's talk to Mike Golick. It's his Columbus Radio return. I used to produce Mike's show like 20, Steve. 25 years ago. I was in my sports talk mode there, Mike. How are you? Good morning. That was a very good sports talk mode. It really, really was. I was very <laughs> impressed. And Torgy, it's just. It just seems like yesterday. Just yet. Well, no, it doesn't. It seems like decades ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Torg comes over here to uh, to the Rock Station. We've been doing morning, what, six years now, Torg? Eight years. Eight years. It seems like 20. And it was interesting to get a guy like that with his background in sports talk and you and all your success. Were there every morning, ever mornings, because I think every, whether it's political talk, or were there mornings where you were just over the whole sport, where you just tired? to talk in sports oh heck yeah oh my god that's why i tried to talk you know pop culture food at times right i go off track a little bit you know honestly listen football was my sport football was was the love i had for sports but man i i i got sick of times talking about the draft because the game stopped in january the draft is the end of april and all you do is you keep talking about the same things over and over again and how good somebody looked in shorts and a t-shirt. It just gets tiring. So I'm so happy the draft is finally tonight and get it going. Yeah, hey, I'm interested in your take on Justin Fields because I defended Dan Orlovsky. You know, a guy gets info from a GM, and I explained to people, Mike, too, these GMs are floating stuff out there because they want guys to drop to them. So Dan Orlovsky just repeats what he's hearing from a couple personnel guys, and then all everybody in the world wants to take a shot at the guy. I just thought, hey, overreaction. And you don't want Justin Fields to go to the Jets. They're awful. Well, I mean, well, J- Justin Field would like to go to the Jets because he'd be the number two pick in the draft. Yeah, yes. Guaranteed, you know, about $30 million. So, yes. you know, what, what the fans want, what his fans want, and what he wants may be two different things. The, the, the thing about it is that, that you can get in trouble with is we, we always call this lying season. You're never getting a straight yeah. answer from, from GM. So, at times, you know, you have to be careful what you put out there because it may be just to send a message. But, listen, if the talk... If, if talk radio and media makes a guy drop, then there's something wrong with the system. Teams need to believe in what they see because I, I found another person brought on like a management person in the NFL and said, why is Justin Fields dropping? And this, this NFL person said, show me what board he's dropping on. He said, that's only you guys in the media talking about him dropping. I haven't seen a board where he's dropping. So, it's going to be real interesting where you know where San Francisco goes with that number three pick. I know a lot of people are saying Mac Jones, Trey Lance may have the highest ceiling, but I mean, listen, there's no denying what Justin Fields has done. What's interesting is is how much do you take into consideration two schools like Alabama and Ohio State? When is the last time either team put out a quarterback that was actually really, really successful in the NFL? You know, you shouldn't, you can't hold the whole picture, you know, against them because you have to take one each individually. But it's, I, I, I'm trying, you guys tell me. You yeah. Know, what, what's the last great Ohio State quarterback in the NFL? What's the last great Alabama quarterback in the NFL? Well, and what is even the success rate for all the hours of dissecting all these guys, these quarterbacks? I mean, you don't even have to go back very far. What was he like in. What was it, 17, Darnold, Haskins, Rosen? They're not even with the teams that drafted them, and you spend all this time worrying about Zach Wilson and Trina, and in two years they're not even going to be with that team, chances are. It's, it's exactly right. I mean, it's usually a 50, a 50% 50%, chance yeah. you're, you're going to hit. 
Think about the ones you just mentioned, and then look at the class that was Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, and Ben Roethlisberger. All three of those guys right. probably end up in the Hall of Fame. So that one hit, you know, and yeah. the one you mentioned did not. So it is. It's a guessing game. That That's why we sit there and say, oh, this guy has this strength, or this weakness, he could do this, he could do that. We have no idea. Just like all the new coaches out there, you grade the new coaches when they go to their team. We have no idea. No idea how they're going to do when all of a sudden they become the CEO of a team and not just the coordinator on one side. So that's that's what you do. You, you, you do this because you have so much time from the end of the season in January to right now for the draft that you break things down, people moving up and down on a big board when they haven't played a game. So it, it is it – is, but you know what? People love it. I mean, it is it is so absorbed by fans out there. That's why football is the king of all sports. Yeah, Mike Golick is uh, with us. Uh, you've heard him long time, ESPN, and in the mornings at Columbus. This was like one of your biggest markets, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. And we loved coming there to visit, man. The last time we were there, man, did I, oh boy, at 10.05 did I start drinking. Why do I forget the name of the, of, of the <laughs> That's Columbus. Were you with oh, me I, at the was, student union? Was that it? I was drinking out of a, of a, of a glass boot. Uh, um, <laughs> that, 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 that's where I was. Man, is it the Hoff right now? I can't. Yeah. I can't could have been. I, I wish I could remember, but man, I think the show was over at 10 by 10, 15. I was hammered. <laughs> <laughs> was that the one you Welcome were Welcome to Columbus. Yeah, was that the one I uh, was with you at the student union? No, no, no. That was not that one. It was it was a different one. I was doing, drinking out of a glass shaped like a boot. I was doing the, the ski shot thing, me and, and, and Wingo <laughs> and my son, Mike. I mean, yeah, it, it got ugly quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That's great. Hey, what do you think? Um, <laughs> the Bengals are at number five, and people are saying. Took food off my table, Golic, but yeah. that's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're kind of glad you're not competing against yeah, us. Yeah, we're glad you're yeah, gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, listen, you know what? I'm glad I'm not getting up at 415 anymore. So yeah, we're all sure, sure. Yeah. Hey, uh, with the Bengals, you know, and I, I think, you know, and I'm sure you watch Joe Burrow. He's a special guy. So you got a special guy, and the thinking is, hey, protect that left side because uh, Jonah Williams, who, who knows where, where he's at. So you draft a guy to protect him so he doesn't get hurt again. But then the other side is, boy, Chase is so good. They broke records in college, and you might be able to get an offense alignment in the second round. Where do you stand for Cincy? Well, what's interesting with that is when, when people look at it, they look at the production. So you see a Kyle Pitts or Jabbar Chase, and you say, Oh wow! Here's a guy that can get six, seven, eight targets a game, four or five catches a game. You know, can he get to double-digit touchdowns? Can they average, you know, twelve to fifteen yards a catch? How great it would be for the offense. But people, what people don't understand is offensive linemen aren't in the box score. All they do is is provide you with consistent protection. You look at guys that came right in the league and were not not pro bowlers, but all pro. You know, Zach Martin at, at Dallas, uh, Quentin Nelson. Uh, with the Colts. Last year, Tristan Wurst, the right tackle, the rookie the kid from Iowa, for Tampa, should have been uh, uh, an all-pro guy. So there is so much value to an old lineman, but people don't see it because there's no flash to it. You stick them in there, right. 70 plays out of the game, you know, they're playing fantastic ball and protecting your quarterback. Just remember Burrow getting wheeled off the field and say he needs some protection. My, my, my point is, just don't automatically go, oh, let's get the receiver for the production. O-line, that's a big production place as well, and you need to build that wall in front of your quarterback. I, I would easily not have a problem either way if they wanted to go receiver for give them a weapon or line to block them. I, I'm, more, I'm more probably lean toward 
protection because you get a, a guy that could yeah. block in the running game and a guy who could protect in the passing game. And today, Sewell is, is really an incredible athlete at 330 pounds. But much like the quarterback, those linemen are kind of hit or miss as well. The receiver core this year, those top four, I mean, you can't go wrong with any of those four, I don't think. Well, the, the interesting thing is we're just starting to get into the fray of where first-round wide receivers are doing something because they were, were rarely productive. They, they weren't as productive as one would think, but we are seeing a ton of them. We may not see a defensive player taken in the top 10. Last year you wow. had two Alabama receivers in the top 15. This year you're going to have two receivers maybe in the top 10, you know, with Smith and, and Waddle, and then you have obviously Chase as well. You know, they can come in and they can produce. Either way, they can produce right away. A receiver can and a lineman can. Hey, Mike, take us back to 1985. You were drafted by the Houston Oilers. What did they do back then? Was the draft on ESPN? Did they call you up? Take us take us back to that day. Well, I was in the tenth, drafted in the 10th round, so I wouldn't even have been drafted today. That was back when there were 12 rounds. And uh, it was a two-day draft, long, especially the second day. Uh, so long that, you know, my brother Bob, who was already in the pros at that point, he came in for the draft weekend and brought us a lot of beer because we were college kids that couldn't yeah. brought all the beer. So I, I literally was the, the second day. I, I did get drafted the first day. I saw we were waiting around the second day. I literally got drunk, sobered up, and drunk again, and I got called at midnight. That's when my call came from <laughs> Houston Oilers that they drafted me. It was about a 30-second call because it was at midnight. The GM was tired. I was starting to get hung over again. We were like, I was like, cool, thanks, man. I'll see you soon, you know, and, and <laughs> yeah. that, that. It wasn't, you know, so so there are times when I hear some of these first-round players when they were projected to go fifth. Who's going to drop? They were projected to go fifth, and they went 19th, and they're bummed out. I'm like, you know what? Cry me a river, okay? <laughs> when you go to 10th round or 255, come talk to me. You know, <laughs> right. You're like 19 and you thought you were going to go number eight or something. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Hey, Mike, tell everybody, and I don't know if you repeated this on your show. You probably did, but it's a great story for everyone out there. The amount of White Castles you, your brother Greg, and your dog ate. Oh, my God. Uh, that was in the, uh, that was, I believe, in the 40s or 50s. Easy. <laughs> Uh, the dog ate more, and let's just say the next day was an ugly, ugly, uh, yeah, smelling day. I was going to mostly, mostly by the dog. Because <laughs> we at least could get up and, and go into another room. The dog didn't care. The dog just, you know, kind of, you know, just filtered on through everything. Yeah, <laughs> they're great. I love them, and they go down easy, but, they, you know, they, they a lot of times don't sit all that well, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, draft day 21, of course, this evening, today, and with us is uh, Mike Golick. Did you prefer television over radio? Actually, uh, I, I preferred radio because oh, television, cool. you know, is, uh, television doing a show, like I did a studio show, right. you basically have, when they come to you, you have like a 45 seconds to make your point. You want to make five points, you can only make three. You know, as Tori, you know, as you guys know, you know, radio, you know, I was doing a four-hour show in, in Arizona. You can really go. Had, you have plenty of time yeah. to make your point. So uh, the free form there, and I think it helps TV as well. Uh, it helps you do better on TV. So I definitely like radio. And can we know, ask what you got? Because uh, you're such a talented dude. It's only a matter of time. Do you want to go back to TV, radio, or just like, hey, I'm just hanging out with my wife, Chris? Oh, no, I, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back pretty soon. I don't know if I'm going to go back to a daily show, especially a daily morning show. Um, 
getting up now at like 730 um, is, is pretty nice compared to 415. I'll probably jump in. I'm getting ready to do some stuff, and, and then I'll throw it out there. Uh, I'm, I'm getting ready to probably jump into the podcast world. Um, I'm definitely going to do college games for uh, – there's a few networks that are, that are asking if I want to do nice. that. So that will either be on TV or radio. I'm going to do some fun stuff outside of sports, like a travel celebrity food show and, and some game show stuff. So it's kind of given me the, the ability to do some stuff outside the world of sports as well. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. But, yeah, no, I, I'm going to get back into it. I, I, I'm 58. I can't just sit around and do yeah. nothing. Plus, my wife does not want to see my face that much during the day. So I'll be back in it pretty soon. Yeah, because you were a great – didn't you have a blooper show? Or what was that show you hosted for a while there? I did. It was called The Lighter Side of Sports. Yeah. I was actually still playing a little bit after I was playing. Yeah, it was, it was a blooper show. That was a lot of fun. You so. should do Jeopardy. Oh, man. See, the only problem is it would be like comedic Jeopardy because <laughs> me trying to pronounce those words yeah, is hilarious. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell did you say? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, Mike, you're the best. Let's do it again, buddy. Sounds good, man. All right, good take stuff. Care. See ya.